This morning we're going to take a break, just a short break from our series. Uh, we'll get right back to it next week, though. When I'm back again, we'll go right back. But because of the season today, I, I want us to look at the resurrection story. The gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 16. St. Mark, chapter 16, and we begin our reading with verse 1. These are the words you find there, and when the Sabbath was passed. Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome had brought had bought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came into the sepulchre at the rising of the sun. And they said among themselves, who shall roll us away the stone from the door of the sepulchre? And when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. And entering into the sepulchre, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in long white garment. And they were frightened. And he said unto them, Be not affrighted. Ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they lay him. But go your way. Tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him. And as he said, unto you but go your way tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee just for a few minutes this morning for a few minutes this morning I, I want to talk from this subject I want to talk about and Peter and Peter. Our mother had a baby brother whose name was Bob. His 
name was Robert. We called him Bob, Bob Couch. Our Uncle Bob graduated from high school and went into the military. And after he graduated, after he left the military, he went to college and graduated from college and married our Aunt Ruby and moved to New York. Our Uncle Bob was somebody. He moved to New York and he became an educator in the city of New York. He was the principal of a high school and held several different places there in the education system in New York. And so we were very proud, all of us. Matter of fact, the whole town was, was impressed with Uncle Bob. Uncle Bob would come home to visit every summer. He would come back to Gainesville, Georgia, leave New York and drive back to Gainesville, Georgia, and the only car that I ever knew him to drive was a Chrysler Imperial. Now, you young folk don't know nothing about that. <laughs> but a Chrysler Imperial, that was the car to drive. Reverend Eason, that was the car. <laughs> yeah, a, a, a Chrysler Imperial, it looked like a jet. Had wings on the back. Great big lights on, on the wings. It, it was something, man. And our uncle drove one. And every summer, every summer he would come home, and, and, and when he would come home, he would drive through the streets of Gainesville. And, <laughs> bless the Lord. <laughs> Y'all own it up there. Y'all own it up there. There it is right there. There it is right there. That's it. And he would drive, drive through the city. We were so happy to tell our friends, that's our Uncle Bob. That's Uncle Bob. That's our uncle from New York driving that Imperial. We would, we would watch him, and, 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 and I'm going somewhere with this. My daddy, when he finally learned to drive and finally got a car, bought a 1958 gray station wagon. 1958 station wagon. It wasn't new now. It was just a station wagon. Uh, Digger Norman had, had two seats and everybody else had to sit in that back, that back part. And, and that's, what, that's what we had. That's what we had. And I, but now, let me share this with you. If there were any ever parents who loved their children, it was my mom and dad. They... They loved us. Didn't have a lot of money, didn't have much, but they loved their children. And every Sunday night after church, we had this treat. We would load up into that station wagon, and they would take us for a ride. Now, now that don't mean much now, but that was big entertainment back then. They, they, they would get us in the car, take us, take us for a ride we, on Sunday night, and after we'd ride, they'd take us to the Shamley Drugstore and buy ice cream for us. Parents loved us, loved us dearly. I remember those things, but I remember one particular night, and I'm going somewhere with this. One particular evening, it was time for our Sunday night ride. We all piled up in the station wagon. We got in there the best we could, and we were just about to back out when my Uncle Bob, 
who, who would always visit my grandpa who stayed next door, but he, that's where he was. But we were loaded up, getting ready to come out and go get our, our Sunday night ride and our ice cream. And Uncle Bob pulled up behind us and tooted the horn. And he yelled out the window and said, y'all, y'all, y'all boys want to ride with me. We piled out of that station wagon. <laughs> we piled out of that station wagon, like, ran over, got into the back of that Imperial, and there we go. Riding over Gainesville, waving at our friends. <laughs> Look at our riding in the Chrysler. I've always been a very sensitive child. Even as a child, I was very sensitive and and as we rode, although we were waving, something inside of me didn't feel good. It, it, we were looking all right, but something inside of me just didn't feel right. I, some, some kind of way, I, I, I was riding and, 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 and I, I began to feel bad because I, I knew down inside that that wasn't right. <laughs> I realized that we had done something that just wasn't quite right and so we went on in our ride. We came back to the house and pulled up in front of the house. And mom and daddy was sitting up on the porch. We filed out of Uncle Bob's car. I think all of us were beginning to feel it about then. And we walked up to the porch. And daddy really never did say much about anything. And he didn't say anything. Mama got up and went in the house. And... Uh, we sat there quiet. We really didn't know what to say, how to break the silence. But then Mama came back out of the house, and what they had done while we were gone, they went on to Shamley's Drugstore and got us ice cream. And she brought it back out, brought it out on the porch. And there we were eating our ice cream. Now, brothers and sisters, the ice cream was good, but the thing that brought joy to my heart was the fact that even after we had done them so bad, are y'all hear me? Even after we had treated them like that, fell out of that car, <laughs> got up in the other car, the thing that, that, that the, the ice cream was good, but what was really good was the fact that without a second thought, they still show their love for us. Are y'all hearing me? Without even thinking about it, they went right on and did what they always did, showed their love for us. Now, if you can relate to this feeling, you can relate to what it felt like, what I must have felt like that night. If you can relate to that, then you can relate to what Peter must have been feeling like. You can relate to what Peter must have been feeling like on resurrection morning. Just three days ago, he had stood in the midst of a group of folk and denied that he even knew Jesus. Are y'all hearing this? But now, Jesus is sending him a special invitation. Still wanted him to be on his team. Follow me now to the word of God. The text opens 
This text opens with three women. These three women are walking along. They're on their way to the grave site of Jesus. And according to the word of God, they are having a conversation. Listen in on their conversation. Listen in on their conversation. You will hear that they are anticipating problems. They know that Joseph had begged the body and laid it in a tomb and Nicodemus had helped to bury him. They knew that he was in tomb, but they also knew that there was a large stone that had been rolled in front of the grave. So as they walk around, as they walk along, headed toward the grave, they are speaking and they are anticipating the problems that they're going to have. I just said something. They, 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 they just, they're anticipating the problems that they're going to have. Let me, let, let me help somebody out tonight, today. To, let me just help somebody out here. There will be plenty enough time to talk about problems once you get to them. Are y'all hearing me? There'll be, plenty, there'll be plenty enough time to discuss problems once the problem come up, why spend all your time worrying about something that might happen? Are y'all hearing me? So here, 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 don't, don't spend good time anticipating problems. Here's why. Here's why. This is right here in the text. Right here. When they got there, the problem had already been rolled away. Are y'all seeing this? When they got there, by the time they got there, that big problem that they had been discussing, God had already worked it out. I wonder in the house, has anybody ever been there? Anybody ever spent nights worrying about stuff? Anybody ever laid awake worrying about stuff day in and day out? And when it finally got there, am I the only one that God had already God had already worked it out. So they, they get there, and the Bible says they get there. They've been worrying. But verse 4 says they looked. And when they looked, when they looked, they walking along talking about problems, but when they looked, and brothers and sisters, sometimes a look can make all the difference. Sometimes, brothers and sisters, uh, if you will just open your eyes and take a, a look can make the difference between belief and unbelief. Look can make the difference between hope and despair. But, but they looked, they, they looked. Verse 5 says, when they looked, they saw a young man sitting on the right side. Uh, uh, of the tomb, sitting sitting there in the right side of the tomb with a long white garment on. Mark says there was a young man. Now, here's one of those areas where people try to make the Bible be wrong. Matthew said there were two. Mark says there was a young man. Are y'all hearing me? Somebody would try to make an issue out of that, but common sense ought to tell you if, if there was two, there was one. One plus one, two. So, so if that was two, there had to be 
one. So Mark, Mark begins to write. Mark tells us about the one that said something. Mark says that one of them, Mark says that that man says, verse 6, he says, don't be afraid. This is what the, 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 the man sitting in that long white apparel, he says, don't be afraid. I know why you're here. You seek Jesus who was crucified. He's risen. He is not here. Y'all don't know when to shout. <laughs> he got up. <laughs> A minute ago that made you happy. He got up. He is not here. Brothers and sisters, the crux of everything we shout about, the crux of everything that we rejoice about is built around the fact that he was not there. If he had been there, we couldn't shout like we shout up in here now. If he had been there, it wouldn't mean what we, are y'all hearing me? He was not there. Says he's not here, but now watch, watch this, verse 6. Says to these, these ladies, these three women, he says, behold, look, look, come here. I want you to see with your own eyes the place where they laid him. Behold, come here. I want you to see with your own eyes. Anybody want to shout? Here's a good place. The place where he used to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I want you to come in. I want you to look at the place. Behold the place where they lay. He says, I want you to behold. I, I want you to see it with your own eyes. Are y'all hearing me? And the reason why I want you to see it, the reason I, I want you to look with your own eyes is because when you leave here, I need you to leave here with a testimony. And I need that testimony to be based not on something I said. Y'all ain't hear me. I need that testimony not to be based on something you heard. I need you to have a testimony based on something that you saw with your own eyes. Are y'all hearing me? I wonder if anybody in the house knows uh, that a testimony is so much more powerful when you're talking about something you saw with your own eyes. It really doesn't work when you come up here and try to testify for somebody else. Are y'all hearing me? You testifying and they're at home in the bed. No, you talk about something that you saw with your own eyes. It says, come here. Behold the place where they laid him. Now, after he said that, listen to his instruction. Listen to his instruction. Listen to the instruction. Go your way. Tell his disciples. Are y'all following me? Go your way. Tell his disciples and Peter. That he'll meet you in Galilee. <laughs> Go tell his disciples and Peter. 
that he will meet you, that he is on his way to Galilee. Now, I, 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 ch check Mark 14, 28, Matthew 26, 32. You'll see that Jesus has already scheduled this meeting before he died. Scheduled a meeting, said that he was going to meet him, and he scheduled that meeting before he died. But, but he, he says, but after I get up, I'll go ahead and I'll meet you over in Galilee. Are y'all hearing me? Here's what I want you to see. Here's what I, listen to the words of the invitation. Listen to the words of the invitation. He says, here is a messenger from God delivering a message for God. And he says to the women, go tell his disciples and Peter that he goes before you in the Galilee, that he still intends Although he went to the cross Friday, he still intends to keep his appointment in Galilee. Now, now brothers and sisters, this ain't, this, ain't, this, ain't, this ain't really ain't all that deep. Generally, if somebody dies, you cancel their appointment. <laughs> Generally. <laughs> Generally, if somebody dies, just, you just sort of mark that off. You, you cancel that. But, but the good news here. Is that he is risen. And, 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 and here, here's some other good news here. If he got up just like he said he would, then I believe that every other appointment and every other promise that he made, he'll keep them too. Are y'all hearing me? If he got up, are y'all hearing me? I believe everything else that he said, he's going to do. If he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, I believe he'll keep his word. If he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, I believe everything he says. If he says, I'm going to prepare a place for you, I believe just what he said. If he says, I'm coming back to get you, I believe. He'll do just what he says. But here's the point I want to press. Here's the point I want to press. Go tell his disciples and Peter. Any Bible readers in the house? Any, any people study? study don't, those who study the word of God. Go tell my disciples and Peter. Now, if you study the Word of God, if you know anything at all about the Word of God, you got a question on your mind. And the question on your mind is, isn't Peter? <laughs> yeah, y'all got some Bible reason how. Yeah, the question on your mind is, isn't Peter one of the disciples? Yeah, 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 yeah. Why? Does Peter have to have a special invitation? If he's one of the disciples, isn't Peter? Go tell my disciples and Peter. Why does Peter deserve a special invitation to this meeting? Well, let me remind you something. Let's go back a moment. Got to try to put yourself in Peter's place. Got to try to feel what Peter must have been feeling. Just three days ago, Peter stood around the fire. 
and denied that he even knew Jesus. Oh, y'all hear me? He stood around the fire. You remember, Judas had just betrayed Jesus. The soldiers had led him off. And the Bible says that Peter followed him. But if you read it, it says Peter followed him afar off. Yeah, close enough to see what was happening, but not close enough to get involved. Y'all ain't here. I just said something right there. And, and many, many are like that. They, they want to be close enough to see what's going to happen, but really don't want to be close enough to get involved in what's going on. He followed afar off. And, and, and he found himself standing around the fire with some people who were trying to keep warm. Now, Jesus is on his way to the cross, and Peter is trying to stay close enough to see, but he, he's cold. He's, he's standing with some folk around trying to warm his hands, trying to get, get warm. And one of the people around the fire there looked at him and says, you were with him. Peter said, <laughs> me? I said, no, no, not me. I wasn't, I wasn't with him. He stood there a little while longer and somebody else came by and looked at him and said, yeah, you, you were one of them. You were following. You were with him. Peter says, I said, <laughs> I, I told you, I, I don't even know that man. I, I don't even know him. Sit around just a little while long. He should have left then. <laughs> Sit around a little while longer. After a while, another person came and said, surely you're one of them. Matter of fact, you even talk like one of them. Chapter 14, verse 71 says, Peter went back to his old way. Peter started cussing. <laughs> With his saved self. Started cussing and told him, look, I told you, I, I done told you, I don't, I don't even know this man. Do you see what's going on here? Do you see what's happening here? This is the same Peter. The same Peter who gave up everything to follow Jesus. This is the same Peter who walked on water to get to where Jesus was. The same Peter who said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. It was the same Peter that says, I will go wherever you go. And now he's saying, I don't even know the man. I don't even know him. Don't even I don't even know the man. And Jesus knew that he denied him. But the Bible says that when he realized what he had done, he was full of sorrow. When he realized what he had done, he felt just like I felt riding in the back of Uncle Bob's Imperial. <laughs> when he realized what he had done, the Bible says he was full of sorrow and he went out and wept bitterly. He, he was down on himself. Anybody ever been down on yourself? Just did something wrong. You knew it was wrong. And, and, and just down on yourself. Disown Jesus. Said, I don't even know who he is. 
So here he is. Peter, Peter is down on himself. So, so if this message had gone out to the disciples, Peter probably would not have responded because he wasn't feeling very much like a disciple right then. If the message had just gone out to the disciples, he, he, he would have sat there and wondered, I wonder if he's talking about me. I, I wonder if he's going to include me among the disciples after I've done what I did. But I'm glad today. I'm glad today that the Lord has an all-seeing eye. I, I'm glad that I, 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 I'm glad that he knows exactly what I need and when I need it. I, I'm glad, my brothers and my sisters, that he, 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 he does not look on the outside, but he looks at the heart. And though all of Peter's actions were wrong, his heart was right. And his heart he still believed that Jesus was the Christ, the son of the living God. And because he believed that, Jesus looked beyond his faults. Anybody in the house? He looked beyond his faults and he saw what he needed. And what he needed right then was to know that Jesus still loved him. What he needed right then was to know that in spite of his weakness, in spite of the fact that he had denied him, he needed to know that Jesus would never turn his back on him. Are y'all hearing me? You see, my brothers and my sisters, Jesus knew that Peter was one of his special needs children. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. And let me tell you, Peter ain't by himself. I'm a special needs child. Well, I'm glad I am his child, but I'm one of his special needs children. Yeah, and, and he knew uh, my brothers uh, and my sisters uh, that although he was a special needs child and brothers and sisters, a, a real parent will never fail a child because they have special needs. Are y'all hearing me? And what Peter needed right then was extra encouragement. What Peter needed right then was somebody to show kindness to him. So the message goes out, go tell my disciples. But don't forget about Peter. Are y'all hearing me? Peter ain't what he ought to be. But don't forget about Peter. Sometimes Peter acts like he don't even know who I am. But don't forget about Peter. Peter denied even knowing my name. But don't forget about Peter. Are y'all hearing me? Oh, somebody ain't happy yet because... Uh, you don't see the point yet. You, you ain't quite figured it out. What's the point? He, okay, Peter got his name called, but I, I can't answer for anybody else. But I can tell you why it's a big deal to me. I can tell you why it brings joy into my heart. 
I can tell you why it makes me shout. And the reason why is because I know down in my heart, are y'all hearing me? That there have been times that I let the Lord down. I know in my own life that there have been some times that I got away from the straight and narrow way. There have been some times in my life when I let the Lord down. Are y'all hearing me? I know that there have been some times when I should have stood up for the Lord, when I didn't stand up. Yeah. There have been some times that I should have spoke for him when I kept my mouth shut. There have been some times when I should have let my light shine, but I did not do it. Are y'all hearing me? Yes, there have been times that just like Peter, I denied him with the way I walk. I denied him with the way I talked. I denied him with the way I live my life. But I'm glad, I'm glad to know this morning that just like he looked beyond Peter's fault and saw what Peter needed. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, just like he looked beyond Peter's fault and said, yeah, and Peter, yeah, tell everybody else, uh, but tell Peter, yeah. And I know that one of these days uh, when the roll is called, yeah, y'all ain't hearing me, yeah, when he calls Peter, James, and John, yeah, when he calls Matthew and Luke, yeah, when he calls Paul and Silas, yeah, some way uh, and somehow, yeah, he's going to call them home, yeah. And somehow, yeah, I just believe uh, that he won't forget uh, about Paul Richard, yeah. And don't forget, uh, are y'all hearing me? I believe uh, that when the roll is called, yeah, he will call uh, my name. Yes, uh, yes, uh, I'm glad uh, that he included me. I'm glad uh, that whenever he said, uh, whosoever yeah he included me yes 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 i thank god that in that day y'all ain't hearing me he will he will he will he'll remember me y'all ain't hearing me yeah you see the songwriter up there said it like this it was on the cross of calvary the lord was crucified the mob stood around about him and they mocked until he died but two thieves were now beside him to care his agony but one of them cried out to him oh lord oh lord oh lord remember me got a question for you will 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 the lord remember me when i am called to go 
when I have crossed that chilly sea, will he his love there show? Yes, 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 yes. He heard my feeble cry and he came to set me free. And when, and when, when I reach the pearly gates, he will, he will, ah, yes. He will. He'll remember. Oh, oh, you, that makes me shout. Just to know that in that day, in that day, a holy God will remember me. And just like he said, and Peter, he'll say, and Richard. I, I know he ain't all of that. I know he hadn't done all he should have done, but, but don't forget about him. He belongs to me.